It's all about Southampton. The So So Show with Zoe Hansen and Simon Clark. Hello and welcome to The So So Show with Visit Southampton. Make it a Christmas to remember in Southampton. It's a weekly look at life in the city hosted by her, Zoe Hansen. And him, Simon Clark. Now this week, if you went clubbing in Southampton in the noughties, there's an event coming up soon you will want to be at. It's our 20th birthday. We're throwing it back to the noughties, which is really exciting. And we meet the man behind a new stage adaptation of an inspirational book. People are going to have a great time, enjoy, learn a little bit and adore, actually. So another packed podcast. Can't wait. It's always packed. It's always busy. There's always something to talk about. There's always something going on, isn't there? And right now we are gearing up for Christmas. Well, you say we're gearing up for Christmas. I've reached Christmas dread a bit earlier than normal. Why is that? Normally, there is a point in in everyone's pre-Christmas routine where they get a little bit of dread on. Right. They start to worry about how they're going to get all their Christmas prep done in time. Yep. And normally that would probably be second week of December for me because I'd start taking it seriously then. (laughs) However, this year with my leg in a cast, I can't do a great deal. And Christmas dread has hit me early. I'm thinking, right, how am I going to get a tree? How am I going to get a tree home? How am I going to get a tree into the house? How am I going to get a tree upright? How am I going to get the decorations out of the loft? How am I going to do all the normal things that I do in terms of Christmas preparation when I haven't got a working right leg? <laughs> um, I mean, you could call me. No, I get what you mean. It's just a pain, isn't it? I wouldn't wish the loft on anyone. Do you remember that (laughs) game that used to be on the telly back in the uh, 1980s? I think it was called Nightmare, where basically the end game in this children's TV programme is you had to work your way across this grid to get to the other side. And it looked like you were going to fall off the edge of the world. That's like my loft, basically. (laughs) There are certain bits you can't stand on and only I know where they are. Oh, no! And just like so many other things in my world... I meant to do something about that and it's been on my to-do list for ages. I meant to write, <laughs> don't stand here, don't stand here and things like that on the floorboards, but I never got round to it. Do you have an artificial tree? Guess where it is. In the loft. Yep. Right. <laughs> this might be, this might become a game actually. This could be quite fun because you've got two teenagers in the house, haven't you? Yeah. You could send them up into the loft with a bit of left a bit, right a bit, forward, backwards, <laughs> to the side, to the side. Now bend down. What's in that bag? <laughs> and then there's an element of jeopardy because you never know when one of them might fall through into their own bedroom. <laughs> I mean, look, set up cameras. This could be like the winning YouTube video of the year. So this is why my Christmas dread has arrived early, because there are some things that you can't do online. Getting decorations out of the loft when you've got a gammy leg is one of them. Getting a Christmas tree home is one of them. I think it might actually have to be the artificial tree this year. Oh, man. Well, look, you know what? Do what you've got to do to get through at the moment. You know, use your artificial tree. Look, you're not going to go out and dig one up from somewhere or other. So, you know what? Just go with it. That's all you got to do. Do you know what, though? 
apart from the early onset of Christmas dread, I'm actually doing quite well with the crutches and everything because my upper body is getting a real workout and I think I might have lost a bit of weight around the middle as well. What? Well done, you. You mean you're not sat at home with your leg up eating Biscoff biscuits all day? It's because I know I'm not very mobile, so I'm consciously eating less. And I'm always saying to the kids, I'll just don't give me too much mashed potato or, you know, ease up on the carbs. And also, when you've got your leg in a cast hopping over to the fridge just to get something or a snack from the snack drawer. Yeah. It's too much like hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being immobile is one of the best diets possibly you could ever have. (laughs) I don't know if that's the sort of diet plan that anybody would recommend though, hey? It's just a pleasant side effect. How about you? How's your week been? Uh, We went to the most fantastic show. And I say fantastic because it was fantastically great women who changed the world. It was a book written by Kate Pankhurst, who is the great granddaughter of Emmeline Pankhurst, one of the suffragettes. Um, And it's all about these amazing, heroic, wonderful, inspirational women. Um... And they've made it into a stage show. They've made it into a musical. And we went along on Thursday. We were so excited. We had to go and have a little ice cream in sprinkles (laughs) first, just to calm ourselves down a bit. Excellent. While Zoe was there, she caught up with Kenny Wax, who's the producer of Fantastically Great Women Who Changed the World. And he explained how it evolved from a book into a stage show. Well, it was an office meeting, actually, with many of my staff who were mostly female. And actually, somebody came up with the idea of Bedtime Stories for Rebel Girls, which is quite a well-known American book. We couldn't get the rights for that. And then somebody else said, oh, but there's this other one that's very similar, and it's by Kate Pankhurst. And of course, I heard the name Pankhurst and thought, what an amazing fit. So Kate's book, Fantastic Great Women Who Changed the World, which she not only writes, but also illustrates, um, just seemed like a fantastic way to go. A year later, I went to see a student production of a little show called Six. Now, many people think that this is probably a follow-on from Six, but actually, Fantastic Great Women came first in our office, bizarrely, and then Six has kind of taken over the world. But it is a very similarly female-empowering pop musical, which I think people are going to have a great time enjoy learn a little bit and, 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 and adore, actually. Am I right in saying that some of the cast members have come from six? So two of the cast members were in our tryout workshop production, really, Christina and Rene. They never did the show fully. They never did a run of the show. But what they did do is they recorded our studio album of six. And last week we presented them with their own gold discs because it sold 400,000 copies. Wow. It's 250 million streams. And they got their gold disc. So they've had a kind of long-term association as the original Catherine of Aragon and Anne Boleyn. But here they are doing a proper run of Fantastic Great Women Who Changed the World. And they are amazing. I was so thrilled that they said that they would do this for us. Why has it started in Southampton? Um, We're kind of looking for a mid-scale theatre as a production company. Uh, We have a very good relationship with the team here, particularly Michael Opwell. And they run both the Mayflower and the Mast. And we wouldn't have wanted this to go to Mayflower at this stage. We'd love it to go to Mayflower in two or three years, because then it would be a big hit. But also, this is a producing theatre, which Mayflower isn't, which means they've got technical staff. They're used to starting off productions. Miranda Cooper, the composer, did a show uh, three or four years ago here called Billionaire Boy, uh, which was a big hit, uh, which I came to see. So, you know, they are used to starting off family musicals, so it's just seemed a very good uh, good fit. That's Kenny Wax, the producer of Fantastically Great Women Who Changed the World, which Zoe and her daughter have been looking forward to see for 
ages at the mast in Southampton. We've been reading the book for a long time now and to go along and see it. And Southampton should be really, really proud of itself because that was the world premiere held here at the Mast Mayflower Studios. And actually, they put the whole thing together right there in that venue as well. And and this show, look, take your gran, take your granddad, take whoever along to see this, because it's not just for women, but it's educational because you find out about all of these wonderful people. There's a there's a song in it about Mary Anning, who found all the fossils down in Lyme Regis. There's Mary Seacole and there's Marie Curie. And there's a song called Mary, Mary and Marie. And it's, and it's just brilliant. It's really entertaining. All the songs are really poppy and catchy. Um, and I can see this going into the big theatres and doing a huge tour. But it was here first. I know we've mentioned it before, but the fact that Mast is now part of the Mayflower is just such a great thing. Isn't it? Because now they can use their experience and their talents of putting on the big shows and help develop and encourage the performances of the future with the studios and the performance spaces they have there. Whilst it was sad to see the Nuffield go, this is actually a match made in heaven for the Mayflower. Isn't it just? Isn't it just? I mean, that place is just forging ahead and creating some amazing things. I know that the SoCo Music Project is in there. Zoe Logic, um, they've come up with... They're, they're like a, a, a dance company, and they've come up with this head funk um show and it's completely sold out and that's amazing that's getting guys involved in dance and yeah just really really proud of it all so you would thoroughly recommend fantastically great women who changed the world and from the sounds of what you said it probably won't be too long before they've made a tv version of it yes yeah, you can see it coming. You know that. It's like horrible histories, but about women and not horrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, there's an award that a venue in Southampton has won uh, just recently. And these venues are not talked about very much at all. Um, this was the Good Funeral Awards. And Wessex Vale in West End has been crowned Best Crematorium. Now, is Wessex Vale the one that's technically hedge end? Yes. Yes, that's it. So what did uh, that particular crematorium do to win this particular award? I have no idea because <laughs> I very rarely look into the Good Funeral Awards. But having been to a few funerals, there are better ones than others. And I would say this, a lot of time it comes down to the food at the wake. So you judge a funeral on the standard of the catering and the buffet. And this is, this is the only reason I do. My grandparents, my nan and granddad, used to, I mean, they'd literally pick every week, right, whose funeral are we going to go to? Well, I reckon their buffet would be better. <laughs> so, and they came back from a funeral once and my granddad was over the moon that they'd served fish and chips. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he had a doggy bag. <laughs> I'm sure he did as well. <laughs> if not, just put some chips in his pocket. <laughs> well, congratulations, Wessex Vale Crematorium, which is hedge end rather than West End, if you ask me. But well done <laughs> on your award. Talking of food, right. OK, trying to book a restaurant on a Monday lunchtime 
in Southampton is the hardest thing ever. And I don't know if this is to do with like the, the recruitment crisis that's going on in hospitality, but it seems as if all nice restaurants are shut on a Monday lunchtime. I had a meeting to go to. We were trying to book lunch and everywhere I tried, Tim's Bistro in Bedford Place, there was um, oh, all sorts of artsy lounge. No, still, no, they're not open, they're not open, they're not open. But I wonder if that's the sort of COVID hangover thing. Do you think where they think, OK, we're just going to open when we know people are going to come in? It could be that or it could be, as you say, a staffing thing. Maybe they've got staff that are working six days a week and they need to give them a day off. And Monday seems like the obvious day. Yes, absolutely. But they, they are. Look, there's just one to note. Lunch on a Monday is pretty hard to book. While we're talking about going out, this leads us into our next guest rather nicely. Now, did you go clubbing in the noughties? If so, there's an event coming up that you will want to be a part of at the Orange Rooms. Emily is their marketing director and she told Zoe Moore. It's our 20th birthday. We're throwing it back to the noughties, which is really exciting because obviously for me that's exciting because I grew up in that era. So it's really cool. We've got... Same here, very much (laughs) so. Oh, well, maybe I'm still growing up, yeah. So we've got Big Brothers and Booty Love performing live. Oh my gosh, that's going to be so good! I know, it's so exciting. So they've got the Boogie Tonight hit and uh, New Flow, which if anybody... It doesn't quite ring a bell. Search them up. If anybody does doesn't know it Emily is going to sing it right now <laughs> shall I <laughs> just, a, just a little bit this is big bro flow take it over the show show <laughs> I can't believe I've just done that <laughs> but yeah so we've got loads of things going on that night we've got birthday cake we've got party hats we're going old school naughty's birthday party style we've got Dawn the drag queen she's going to be putting on a show as well there's so much going on and we've also got the aviation gin taking over the mile high park of the bar we're having ryan reynolds here no not really fake ryan reynolds (laughs) (laughs) well how would you know how will you know yeah they're providing us with a life-size cardboard cutout so come meet ryan (laughs) and listen to emily sing or big brothers whichever you want to go with (laughs) people will come to see me you know (laughs) but yeah so there's so much going on that day people are coming from around six o'clock but it goes right the way through until three o'clock so 20th birthday party at orange rooms what else is going on because I hear that you've got a very very special guest coming to Mile High for Christmas time we've got uh, Santa the real Santa no way the real Santa will be stopping over in Southampton for a couple of days from the 16th to the 23rd of December you can bring your kids the kids can come meet him get a drink a snack a boarding pass because it's on an airplane and you get to go away with it Santa's going to give you a present to go away with and pop under the Christmas tree and save for Christmas and there seems to be a lot of work going on out the back of Orange Rooms I loved Orange Ounce I love that it was like the bottle store first uh, and then you just cleared it out and made it this beautiful summer orange rooms garden. But there's stuff going on out there. What's going to happen? Obviously, summer has passed and now we're heading into winter season. So we are turning Outside Orange into Outside Orange Polar Bar. We're completely re-kitting it out. So if you came to Outside Orange, you're going to see a massive transformation. It's going to be almost like a winter wonderland haven. 
Sullivan. With every ticket that you buy to sit on the table out there, you get one of our winter warmers, so Bailey's hot chocolate, mulled wine, and it's just going to be incredible. Nice little, nice little winter addition to Orange Rooms. And when does that open? When does the Polar Bar open? So the Polar Bar will be opening from late November, but a weekend after the birthday. That's Emily, the marketing director of the Orange Rooms in Southampton, talking about their 20th anniversary celebrations. And I imagine you've had some messy nights out in the Orange Rooms in your time. The cheek of it. I have never heard such rudeness, Simon. Yeah, I have. (laughs) 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 And I love Orange Rooms. It's just like nowhere else. You know, it really just does its own thing. I'm looking forward to the polar bar that's going to go out the back um outside um uh, yeah they just go for it don't they they're very creative and uh, it's always a good night there so last week on the podcast we had a chat with the creator and head formulator of obs cosmetics and we also had a competition running on our socials yes to win one of the gift boxes now if you've not been and found us on the socials on facebook twitter instagram uh, linkedin all of those we're on there but we very often run these competitions so we've um we've had giveaways for high score arcades for obs for trends a braid bar we've had lots and lots of things let's not forget the cocktail home delivery service oh yes and the cocktails home delivery yes <laughs> that was probably the biggest competition we ever ran wasn't it, <laughs> it back was. in lockdown it was um but we're always running those competitions and people are so like over the moon winning these things and everybody says i never win anything well you have now so make sure you're following us on the socials i have won a competition simon have you i have won a competition um this was a like a prize draw um and it was from ryman the stationers you know the one on london road where you can get your blocks of paper and uh, notepads and... Have you won a year's supply of post-it notes? No. Have another guess. Have you won a year's supply of printer cartridges? No. But that is worth a fortune. What have you won? (laughs) I have won a glamping holiday to Snowdonia. (laughs) Fantastic. That's the one thing I see you doing. (laughs) It's a prize that's made for you, really. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's up in Snowdonia. It's in it's like um in this adventure park, but it's all in the caves. They've got trampoline place inside the caves. Um and you know where that the longest zip wire in I don't know, in the UK or something, it goes off from the top of Snowdonia. Well, it's there as well, and we get all of that as well. That's amazing. Was that literally just for filling in an email someone sent you after you'd bought something there? Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I'm looking forward to the video of you on the world's longest zip wire. Uh, I don't think that'll be happening. Oh, come on, you've got to if you're going all that way. I can't, I can't. I can't, I can't even think about it. A few years ago, I did the zip line um, at the Aegeus Bowl. They were doing it for charity. Right. And they know that I don't even like sitting in the seats at the top of the stand because it just makes me feel a bit queasy. <laughs> so they sent me off this platform at the top. It was like basically going off of the roof at the Aegeus Bowl and then down onto the pitch. Yeah. Oh, it's vile. Ugh. Oh, it's horrible. 
I don't know. But at least you know what to expect when you're tackling the mile and a half. But at least that was quick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll maybe have this conversation again before you take the trip. But congratulations. Well done on being a winner. Thank you very much. And you never win anything, do you? I never win anything. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, what's going on around Southampton? This is with Visit Southampton. Make it a Christmas to remember in Southampton. We have got, coming up next year at the Engine Rooms, oh, my gosh, one of my favourites. 18th of March, De La Soul take to the stage. No way. Yes, sir. That would be incredible. Three Feet High and Rising is one of my favourite 80s albums. Isn't it? Jennifer, oh Jenny. Um, and then also, but this is in December at the Engine Rooms, another one of my favourites, the Wurzels. Do you know, your music taste is so extreme. <laughs> you've got that the cheesy quaver end and you've got the Wurzels end. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like you can take the girl out of the West Country. Right, right. Um, Jesse <laughs> Ware plays the O2 Guildhall 3rd of December. And then we've got lots of lovely Christmas things starting up. Um, there is a Christmas card workshop taking place at the City Art Gallery on the 11th of December. There's a Christmas fair at Burzeldon Windmill, 4th and 5th of December. Watercrest Line, their steam illuminations will run now until January the 2nd. I've heard it's absolutely fantastic. I've only seen pictures, but it looks pretty wonderful. And then you've got Hedge End Christmas lights going on and all of the beautiful things and celebrations going on around that. That's on the 24th of November. With their new 30-foot Christmas tree, which I haven't seen, but I've been told about. Apparently, it's the biggest Christmas tree they've ever had in the village. Amazing. That's what we want. So if you want ideas on where to go and what to do, please do visit our New Look website and keep a close eye on our socials because we're always posting stuff, not just that you can win, but stuff that you can do with your leisure time as well. And if there's anything going on that you think we should know about, please do let us know. Please do tag us in on it and we'll make sure the rest of Southampton gets to find out about it via this podcast. Have a great week, Zoe. And you, Simon. And thank you for listening. You've been listening to Zoe Hanson and Simon Clark on Southampton's podcast, The So So Show. 